Welcome to the Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players by trumpet players and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the yawning Yorkshireman himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Trumpet, 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 cornet, trumpet, 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 and some other stuff too. Who would have thought that we, or anyone really, would have this much to say about the trumpet? Yet, here we are. This is a very special live edition of the Open Bell Podcast. Uh-oh. That's right. Coming to oh, you live man. from Brian's office. That's correct. No, that's not my office. At Rowan University. It sure looks like your office. <laughs> yeah, this is your office. It does need more windows. <laughs> and you can benefit from this obsession of ours anytime you like by going to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com for helpful hints, videos, and other inspiration. You can also email us at theopenbell at gmail.com to get direct access to this trumpet-centric trio. And quite possibly, if you're okay with it, have your message read on the podcast. And most of all, you can tune in each and every Tuesday for the Open Bell Podcast to get the truth about trumpet. And it's really the only place Brian will hang. And by Dylan Music. As musicians, we need gear. And more than that, we need the best gear. So that's why it's so important to have the place you can count on when you need stuff. And this is exactly why Steve Dillon opened his store in 1992 and then surrounded himself with a great staff who can help you every step of the way. Now, until you can make the trip to Woodbridge, New Jersey in person and buy the t-shirt, there are other ways to access the team at Dillon's. You can go to www.dillonmusic.com or you can call them at 732-634-3399 and ask for Jim McCombs. I know for a fact that Jim will have the answers you need and if it's mouthpiece work you seek, Perry Sutton will be standing by to help you out and answer any historic trumpet questions you may have as well. It's really one-stop shopping for trumpet players. Perry's also good for shoes, just to him. He's yeah. a good shoe guy. And golf. Yeah. And golf. And recipes. And don't forget, because you listen to the open bell, you're eligible to get 5% off your entire order of accessories at Dylan Music in Woodbridge, New Jersey, when you use the promo code, boys. Oh, promo code. Promo code. Open bell five. That's right. Open bell five. Dylan Music, musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things, and no offense, we use these segments to spin yarns, yell out, and yodel information that we believe yowling youthful trumpeters need in their lives. Gentlemen, shall we? <laughs> wow. Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chopsaver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the inventor, entrepreneur, and all-around trumpeter, Dan Gosling. Using Chopsaver reminds me to remember to always look on the bright side of life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come on, really? Wow. Right out of the chute. Always look on the light side of life. Right? Yeah, of no, course. No whistling? If it seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten, and that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. And when you're feeling in the that. dumps, don't be silly, chump. You, you should always be thinking of it like a ballet dancer and dance. It's yes, and dance. always dance. Always dancing. Just purse your lips and whistle. That's the thing. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't jumped in yet. No, I'm all I'm I'm loving this. This you're doing great work. For life is quite absurd and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your sin. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of life. Wow. That's before, a long way to go. It is. Listen, before it's too late, you want to get that 15% off your next chop saver order. <laughs> yeah, before it's promo too late. Promo code. code. <laughs> Go to shopsaver.com and use the promo code Bell to get your discount today. Dan is texting us now. He probably I'm is. out. He is done. He We're is encouraging done people to do this before the end. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Dan pulls the plug. Dan's having an Armageddon sale. Sounds good. All right, Brian. What have you got for us? Even oh though we just God. warmed up for for two and a half yeah, hours. Two hours in the studio. Yeah, not in your office, because we're in no, your in, office now. In your trumpet studio. Not, I do not claim this office. This is your office. This is your oh office. Oh my gosh. Your stuff's so, in here. People might be amazed that I'm actually hanging out with these guys. It's this is the end of two weeks of this. And I was gonna say it's been a great time playing the cornet, but it's been brutal 
because I've been hanging out with these guys <laughs> for almost two weeks. Mm. We did a whole Mundi thing, and now we're doing a whole ABB thing. We'll play. Well, by the time this drops, we will have already played at uh, yeah. New Jersey Music Educators Conference. And these guys are living at the house this week with me and Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Oh you're, well, you're welcome. It's yeah. just crazy. And well, we, and the four, not one, not two, not five, right. four cats. Four cats. It's a lot of cats. Yeah, it's well. She's a crazy cat lady. What do you want? Did you know I was allergic to cats? I'm allergic to cats. You have a cat? No. Cat no, they have a dog. The cat <laughs> passed did, away. How long did it go? Did the cat pass away? You don't oh, remember? Just, no, I do. It was just this past. Just this past. But you year. had a cat and you're allergic. Yes. Yeah, but I wasn't really allergic to her because I kind of got used to it. That's if not she, how allergies but work. But if, if she would get too close to me. <laughs> no, that's that's not how this goes. No, that is how it goes. You sound like the students that was like, it's an 8 o'clock class, so I'm allergic to being up that <laughs> early. <laughs> unless it's something I want to do. And then I, I can My biological do it. clock, my circadian rhythms don't allow me to show up for 8 a.m. <laughs> I was allergic to cats, but not that one. That's not I'm how not, allergies work. I think I just got used to it. That dander. That just yeah. means you're not. That means you're not allergic. I think I build up an immune. No, I'm allergic to other. Built cats. up an immunity. <laughs> I build up an immunity to it. You seem fine in Brian's house. Yeah, cats. so far, but I haven't touched any of the cats. The cats are friendly, but they're yeah. everywhere. I know. They so if everywhere. you were allergic, you'd be in bad shape well, right now. Close my door this morning, hoping they wouldn't go in and crawl. I'm going to be. Bed. I'm going to be telling Lynn you're not actually allergic, and she should get herself three or four cats. No, she's done with the cats. <laughs> Olivia no, might need some cats. No, Olivia has a dog. We're they good. don't follow directions very well. No, cats are terrible. There's there's a dog and two cats in my house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The the cats think Joey's pretty hip. They all the cats. All of the cats. You you told me I might not see the the white one. Meg, my favorite. And she came and checked in. Can can we just do a little side about why? Well, Meg's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So I was I introduced all the cats when I showed up the other <laughs> night. Right. And 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 he said Meg's my favorite. And but you might not see her. I said. So wait a minute. The cat that doesn't hang out with any of the other cats and is going to hide out from the visitor is your favorite. I'm shocked. <laughs> Brian has a cat that doesn't hang. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah was all in on that. By the way, she was all in. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't miss a beat. Anyway, it's been great to have you guys here, and uh, the concert. Well, we'll probably by now will be amazing. We'll have been amazing. We'll have been amazing. We'll yeah. have been. Take <laughs> yeah. our word for awesome. it. Awesome. Joey it, killed it. <laughs> I'm sure it was going to went well. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Well, yeah, obviously we've spent a lot of time together the last week and a half. I'd like to focus on one thing. We've made some, we've made a new friend since we've been here. So last week we were at the Westchester Trumper Festival, uh, our good friend J.C. Dobrzelewski host and Trumper Mundy mm -hmm. was there, both as a group and lots of us as solos and clinicians as well. But we met a new friend, someone I have known, I have met, but have never really got to do it, spend any real time with, right. Andrea Tofanelli. Tofanelli, Tofa. Tofa. Yep. So Tofa came in, and oftentimes I have been accused of being, for lack of a better term, a freak show. So... <laughs> But I am of the opinion that you? I can base, pretty much teach everybody everything that I know how to do. So I don't find it all that impressive or amazing because I'm like, I know how I do this and I can show you how to do this and you can do that. Now, let's talk about Tofa. <laughs> yes, let's so talk about We this. came into the first rehearsal and he's doing uh, some old Maynard stuff and some other stuff like this. And he has a very, very comfortable register to at least G above double C. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Such that when we got to the concert, Scott Belk and I were on the back of the stage waiting for, you know, we're kind of alternating going off and on. And, and we were playing Chameleon, which normally starts on a high C, C, B flat, C, E flat. And Tofa decided evidently in the moment, as he in did not moment. do this in rehearsal, oh, wow. <laughs> hey, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> what if we just start this on the double C, then B flat, and then double C, and then the E flat above double C? Dead center and absolutely not, drilled it. Not squeaky, like real sound, right <laughs> down the middle. And here's he, the yeah, thing: oftentimes, when you meet some people who do these things and do these things well and are very well renowned and come in as guest solos, sometimes they can be less than ideal personalities. <laughs> Kofa could not have been a nicer guy. He's awesome. There's only one problem I have. We were at dinner the first night discussing heritage, and he knows that uh, Bill's mother, <laughs> this is great. Her maiden name is Martino. 
Mm-hmm. And, and John, our good friend from New Mexico, is Marciano. He was like, oh, Marchiando. And I leaned over and I said, you know, my grandfather also came over from Italy. It was, uh, it was originally Tartaglioni. He goes, no, no, no. I have seen your name. I know your name. And I see Tartel. And I think you must be French. Must be French. And you guys. And you now are French. <laughs> have not French. let this go. No. <laughs> leaned in because hard. Don't forget, Brian's mother, also Italian. DiBiasio. DiBiasio. Right. That's a real Italian name, not like Tartel, which like is clearly Tartel. French. And, and the best, the best part of this is not y- you idiots, but that <laughs> Tofa himself by the end of the week is regularly referring to me as Joie Tartel. Yes, <laughs> he's yes. all in on the gag. He went all in. Very funny, very jovial, great guy. I just, I, I'm very pleased that one, we got to play together, and two, we got to hang and you know actually become friends, which was really an awful lot of fun last week to get to know Tofa more. And it was a great show. Bill and I were just in the audience giggling the whole time. Brian turned to me after that opening command thing. He goes, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I said, that was an E-flat above double C. <laughs> we did. We laughed the entire we did, time. We laughed the whole time. Right, because we each were featured individually, and then we did do a couple of tunes. Well, three of us, uh, Tofa, me, and Scott Belk. So it was a, it was, it was a fun show. It was a good time. Was Scott amazing. played on that concert? <laughs> he, he was the short guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That left it. That can we? Well, we're going to bust on Scott here. Scott, who of course amazing player and great soloist, often likes to play a couple things on flugelhorn and has a great flugelhorn that he really likes to play and sounds great on. Except he left his mouthpiece in Ohio. You are going in. He did not play flugelhorn. No flugelhorn. And like the first morning at rehearsal, when he said, "I don't have my mouthpiece. I left it at home," I thought he meant the Airbnb. Nope. No, he literally meant Cincinnati in in Ohio, in the Queen City. I offered him my perfectly good one and a half C. He Scott, would have none of it. Scott could sleep in that. He would... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I got. What, what do you got for us this morning, Bill? Well, I was just going to, I was going to kind of wrap up and kind of talk about the whole thing too. It's been a great tour. And then of course, Joey came to my place and visited for a couple of days. Right. Been out there teaching at Messiah with trumpet ensemble and trumpet students and go Bible Hawks. Go Bible Hawks. That's right. They're going to love that you said that. It's the student's name for the mascot. Yeah, well, yes. that, apparently there was some sort of fake bracket a couple of years ago at NTC, and and they had pitted the Baylor Bears against the Messiah Bible Hawks, and my students thought it was hilarious. So now it's kind of We're making stuck. that stick. Yeah, yeah. a good Catholic school like that, you need a good mascot yeah, there like Bible is. Hawks. Just, just wear it out. That's <laughs> Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Quadruple down. (laughs) Merci. Anyway. (laughs) I want to say it was great having Joey in. I mean, like, my students, there's quite a range. I'm sure, like, here, you know, too, all over the map. You know, Joey, I know we we bust your chops a lot, but just met everybody right where they were, had great things to say about everybody. It was super cool. And they all got a lot out of it. And it was great just to watch the fear in their eyes. My best, the favorite part was he would say something to someone. Let's just, I don't know, for example, uh, Chelsea, let's call her. For example, somebody like Chelsea. Yeah. He says something to her. She looked at me and he goes, don't look at him. (laughs) (laughs) He can't help you now. It's it's too late for that. That time is done. And, and, and we got calamari. We did get calamari. Finally. Stop hearing about this. The curse of the calamari is over. You know, we've told the story in here before, right? Right, but, but the, the the best part of this now is, of course, that Bill, in trying to take me back to the original place, checked, and it is no <laughs> longer on the menu. Yep, they which I right at the time was loving. Yeah, so, but so who who found who found the place? Well, well it's a new place locally, right? Who found that? It's for a new, but a lot of people have been talking about it. Uh, who Bill, found Bill it? Bill found it. it. You haven't no, answered the question no. yet. Joey found it. <laughs> and it's five minutes from his house, and it's a new Italian restaurant. So which now I get to claim credit for it when he and Lynn go out for a nice Italian dinner. Yes. You're welcome. It unlike was excellent. The, unlike the parking place he fa- Bill found in front of the... Don't start with me. School. I killed the parking. I will turn this whole podcast all, right around. All week, Bill was nailing So good. Parking. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for noticing that. You're the Very worst. Impressive. If I had listened to Joey several times, we'd have been parked like miles away. Yeah, I think you're parking in Philadelphia cold. right now. I know what I'm doing. Don't you worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the guy, we get in the restaurant, the guy's like, 
he goes, you guys from around here? And I'm like, I am. <laughs> Joey goes, yeah, I, I'm I'm not, but I told him about this place. <laughs> <I'm kind laughs> of like, I'm from Indiana, but I told him about this place. Which is very true. <sighs> it was it really true. Happened. So good. So good. All right, boys. Well, it's game time. Oh, and no. it's a, a little, this is kind of weird to be in the same room with you while we're doing this thing. It's a terrible idea. It's a it's little, a little is, odd. This is a great idea. I love this because it's time to play all that jazz. All right, here we go. You know how this works. I, I'm going to give you the name of an artist and I'm going to give you the name of a tune, but I'm going to leave part of it out. I'm going to admit part of it. And then you have to come up with the tune name based on what I tell you. We okay. can do this, right? It's like, think of it like completion. I think I'm going to be drafting here. No, we're fine. You I got think it. You're going to be great. You got Alrighty. it. Here's number one. Number one. Question number one. Question <laughs> number one. Louis Armstrong's What a World. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We do know this one. Brian, you know this one. Wait a minute. Yeah. What a wonderful world. That's what a wonderful. See, you're well done, off to see? a great start. Oh, wonderful world over. right there. Wasn't difficult at all. Got it. All right. Question number two. Question number two. John Coltrane, my favorite. <laughs> you know this one, Brian? What? No, I don't. What? No. I want you to think uh, that it's from a musical. Oh, my favorite things. There it is. Hey, right that's easy. Go. I couldn't thought it would. I couldn't imagine it was that easy. Yeah, yeah. it's very good. The beep threw me off. See, I yeah, think your dad does that. I think you're overthinking it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number three. Question number three. Thank you. Sorry. Merci. <laughs> Miles Davis. Bye bye, bird. <laughs> wow. Brian, you know this one too. Bye bye, Blackbird. There it is. Bye bye, Blackbird. Brian's yeah. pretty good with the he's, jazz today. He's the jazzer. <laughs> the first time ever. He's killing <laughs> jazz rep, nailing it. <laughs> This is what happens when I make this is what happens when I make him play tunes in the morning. Yeah, yeah. we had to play tunes. I had to play tunes. It was really unnerving with you playing the root the whole time. As we were <laughs> gotta, trying to solo. Got to know that your what you're roots. supposed to do on the yes. changes. Yes, yes. know your roots. Change yep. to the root. Yeah. Look, if you win today, it'll be like the time Joey won your category in Jeopardy in the life of Brian. <laughs> I, ran, I ran life of Brian. Ran the table. <laughs> Questions about Brian's life and Joey won. I stand by it. All right. Question number four. Question number four. Billy Holidays in New York. Do you know this one, Brian? I do not know this one. It's a season. Another word for fall. <laughs> autumn in New York. Okay. Autumn in New York. This is really? a lot of extra. There it is. Yeah, autumn in New York. Autumn in New York. See, I got Brian. it. This wow, is almost very impressive. I feel I'm I'm feeling pretty happy with this so far. Like we're nailing this. Is this. Sort of a combination of all that jazz pyramid days of practice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think we're killing it. Okay. Number five. Question number five. Charles Mingus. Goodbye pie hat. No offense, Brian. <laughs> Brian, you have to answer this. Is it meat pie hat? It's the <laughs> other. It's the other. <laughs> I can get us there. Although it is pork, now. Pork, it is. Pork, it's pork? pork pie. It's the other white meat. It's goodbye pork pie hat. That's exactly oh right. Goodbye but, pork pie hat. Goodbye meat pie hat. <laughs> but I like meat pie hat a lot better. That's the I, I most my, British thing I, you've said British, in weeks. Yeah, I, was I, will be, I will now be writing a chart for Trump and Monday. <laughs> goodbye meat pie hat. That is going to happen. And you're going to be featured on Cornet on that. That's totally going to happen. You guys made me say that. Movement two. No fish and chips. <laughs> right. Oh, my word. Goodbye, meat pie hat. There's no, that's, that's, that's the title now. Never. That's sticking. Motion approved. Motion. Pork yes. Pie hat. Seconded never heard of it. And carries. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Number six. Question number six. Merci. Benny Goodman's Sing. Sing. <laughs> wow. Now, this is a tough one. I think Brian's got this one locked and loaded. I feel like I'm on the ropes here. Sing, sing, sing. There it is. There sing cubed. Go. Sing See? cubed right there. Sing cubed. That's awesome. 
Sing Sang Sung. <laughs> All right. Question number seven. Question. Oh, this is amazing. Seven. Number seven. All right. Nora Jones recorded. Uh oh. Don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of answers. I don't Am remember. I allowed to say that? We're not allowed yeah. to say that in the podcast. No, no. <laughs> That's all that's coming to mind. No? You guys don't know this tune? Oh, I do know it. I'm just bad with titles. Yeah, it's Don't Know Why. That sounds right. Hmm. All right, we're out on that one. I don't we know lost. where your minds were. <laughs> we're just thinking about you. Do we know exactly <laughs> where know. you know exactly where our minds were. You're considering the source. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number eight. Question number eight. The great Ella Fitzgerald. It don't mean a <laughs> <laughs> Brian knows this one. Oh my god! It don't mean a thing. Yeah, hey, if, it, if it ain't got that swing, there you go. I don't know what swing is. Yeah. <laughs> then, and then she sings do up 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 do wow. See, so you get it built in. Not, right there. That's Zabadu. No, it's like the Zabadu. It's but like not... the Zabadu, but in America. <laughs> it's like American Zabadu. Exactly. <laughs> Americanized no, Zabadu. No offense, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Shots fired. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but not from your team. <laughs> <laughs> no, my team just surrendered. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the white cloth. <laughs> okay. Question number nine. Question number nine. Miles Davis. What from the album kind of... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Brian, you got this one. So what? From the album? From the album. Kind of blue. There it is. Hey, see? Wow. Brian's totally the jazzer. You're killing it, Brian. You're all over this. Right. Nails. Doing great. Question number 10. Question number 10. Max Roach did a wonderful recording of Spring. <laughs> That's pretty good. Another season. You know oh. this. Yeah, the seasons. No, no I have it. no idea. I don't know this. Do you want to hear the right, question? Take, uh, uh, do you want to hear on, the question on, again? I can get you there. <laughs> Just take the third letter. Take the third letter out of my name. What do you have left? Joie. <laughs> I'm leaving this podcast Am right I now. Taking the X out. Is that the problem? <laughs> no X. Third letter of my name. Take it out. What's left? Of Joey. Uh huh. What's the third all, letter? That all is your E. So what's left? Joy Spring. It's a that's do it. Joy Spring. Joy Spring. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there to help. Yeah, I'm impressed. Just listen You're to me. Good. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is. I've got a whole. I've got another game working in my brain here now. That's going to involve gonna be... this process. We're nailing Joey this process. Trying to get Brian wrote, to say things. He wrote Joyce. He, he didn't, didn't write it, it, but he recorded it. It's often attributed to him. You know, yeah, he and he and Clifford pop. recorded a lot together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a quintet together for quite a while. Yeah, if you said Clifford, it would have been all over that. Yeah. Okay. That's what he was trying to throw you off. Yeah, he no. said he recorded it, which it's is not true. difficult. I did. I yeah. didn't say he wrote it. No, it's, it's killing. A little, it's it's called nuance. A little nuance in there. There it is. It's a brass band weekend, so I know that you're not nuance isn't part of the vocabulary is not right part now. Part of how it works. It's all about hammer down. Sort of like hammer down. Hammer. Down. <laughs> Music, music's about winning. Yes, it is. Are you guys going to hammer all With, that? Yes. Yes, every note, even yes, the slurred are. ones. It's blood sport. All right, and there is a bonus question. I knew bonus. There was. Bonus yep. question. Tune attributed to Gene Kelly. We think of Gene Kelly. You think of in the rain. You know this. Singing in the rain. Say. Singing, singing in, the rain. in the rain. One of the most famous vamps of all time. There you go. If you think about vamps, how many times? If you just go, people know exactly where you're going. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. Oh, well, that wasn't so bad. No, we nailed that. We killed that game. I thought you guys were great. Joey for the assist. Definitely we're a team. Joey we're, for the assist, we're, but... we're a team. It's us against Bill. Yep. We win. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're beating Bill, I'm happy. So, no exactly. problem. And I mean right. in the literal sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We must LA. Time for a <laughs> time for a couple things. Today's topic, neutral like Switzerland. 
tongue arch goals, provides an opportunity for our ongoing battle with those who are doing it wrong, our bout with bad pedagogy, our conflict with confused cornet players. With this topic, we hope to encourage good behavior and keep you moving on the road to success. I don't know that we've tackled this thing specifically. I don't know that we've gone. We have talked a little about it, gone around it a little bit, but I don't know we've gone head on. Let's talk about tongue arch, but it is definitely time. Yeah, it's it's a thing, isn't it? It, it, It's a thing. Can I start with this? Of course. All right. So the internet, as we've discussed a lot, is both an amazing resource and the worst place in the world. It can, it mm-hmm. is both things simultaneously. Mm-hmm. It is that. And yeah. when we come to pedagogy, the reason it can be the worst place in the world is when people decide it's all about this one thing. And there are times where tongue arch is that one thing. They're just saying it's all about this. Let me tell you a little story from, wow, this had been the late 90s. I was teaching up at Birch Creek and there was another trumpet player there, not on the trumpet faculty at the time, that asked to do a master class for the trumpet students. I'm like, oh, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. He was a college professor and came in and he said, listen, all you've got to do to play higher is just raise that tongue up to the top of your mouth and then watch. And then he played like a C scale from low C up to high C, two octaves, and nice loud high C comes out. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Everything else stays exactly the same. Just arch that tongue up in your mouth and you're, you'll be all done. Now. Following this, there was a, a high school student. She was a junior in high school at the time. She was a very good trumpet player. She was taking lessons with him uh-huh. and then asked to take a lesson with me. So she came in, and I said, what do you like to work on? She said, well, I actually kind of want to talk about range because I'm trying this. and <laughs> My I, tongue it, is all the way out of the roof of yeah, my mouth. Because I'm a trumpet player. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm I, I'm I'm raising my tongue like my teacher says, <laughs> but and, and I, I'm keeping everything else the same and it's not really working. I said, well, let me see what's going on there. <laughs> and so she played like, you know, a G major scale and she could do that A major scale. She gets to a G and stops because here's an easy test for you trumpet players. Here's what I want you to do. I want <laughs> you to take your horn out and I want you to play a G in the staff, second line G. And then I want you to think how you just normally play it. And then I want you to think, where's my tongue right now? Which often I don't really consider. And then I want you to think, I want to move it all the way up to the roof of my mouth, bottom of my mouth, side of my mouth, roll it around in your mouth while you're playing. Guess what? <laughs> Mostly, it's probably going to stay around a G. It's going to stay right there. Just sound weird. Many variations Be- on a G. Right, because you might hear the sound kind of change a little bit, but just moving your tongue around in your mouth will not alone change pitch so here's this yeah. young student doing everything her teacher says beautiful saying, yeah hard-working dutiful right. student why isn't this working and of course i'm mm-hmm. walking a delicate line because i don't want to step on the teacher's toes but the student is asking me for a real question yeah. i said well let's try and think about it a different way and within five minutes she was playing a high c of course she was yeah i think it's best to just right out of the shoots just say who told you to do it that way <laughs> That's how I think you just lead into the that. subtle approach. Yeah. yeah. Very nuanced. <laughs> yeah. I, I had the, the experience of being in undergrad school and, and uh, thinking about it was probably before that, actually. And thinking, you know, I've heard about this ah e to do a slur. Yeah. Okay. And I'm thinking, well, if we get to low C to get up to G, I go ah e And then the next exercise said G to C and it said ah e ah, e. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's in the that's in the Arbid's book on page forty two the when they when they're doing the lip slurs. That's right. If, if this is an awe, why can't that be an awe? And then I remember years or, later. Or if if E is the second one and then four bars later, that's where you start on awe. I thought, wait a minute. Again. I thought that had to be E to get that note to come out. How is it awe now? Exactly. And then the my the greatest day was when I learned about I I H. I don't even know what it is. Because it's even higher. Yeah, like I H. That's the French. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Your people have contributed so much to this. It's in the range section of the Arben book. (laughs) That's the white noise section, I believe. Yes. (laughs) We've been there. I've got great video. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) But I remember thinking about, wait a minute, if I could play this one like that, why can't? And then I get right. I could, totally. Why? Why do I have to do that? Why do I have to keep doing that? Um, and then I remember reading too. 
worrying about this, and it may have been Keith that said this to me out loud the first time, but Arnold Jacobs had a quote, which I'll try to modify a little bit and soften, but tongue arches for people with respiratory disability. Like, Oh, you, my. Yeah. Like if you, if you need to arch your tongue, it's because you, you clearly have some condition that not, doesn't allow you to move enough air. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Right, but back to the nuance part of this, and this is mm -hmm. where, again, the internet is a terrible place for nuances, especially some really good discussions last week that happened were oh, amazing. Wow. Yes, that we followed along with. We yes. might have to come back and cover those later. Um, <laughs> when, two things, two things I think are important to remember: if you're going to focus on one tiny little aspect of trumpet playing, like where is your tongue in your mouth when you play? and you decide that that is the secret and the tool and where your focus should be, almost always you're going to overdo. Mm -hmm. Because the mm -hmm. changes that really happen sure. are, are really small ones. Yeah. So if you say, well, I'll just raise my tongue to the top of my mouth, that's a pretty large decision. Because I don't think we're saying tongue arch doesn't happen. Correct. That's not what we're saying. Well, we don't have that nuanced discussion. No, but what we could say, and I love this argument, I raise my tongue to play higher. No, hang on a second. Your tongue happens to go up when you play higher. Right. I've been asked this over years because right. essentially if you want to have the best sound you can, I think you need to conceive of having a big sound, which in my head means starting with ah. Mm -hmm. So when I'm playing the trumpet, I am thinking. possible. Right. I am thinking ah. Yep. Okay. So I can have the best sound. No. So people said, well, sure. But when do you start thinking E? And that's very easy for me. Never. Yeah, you don't I am, think e. I am thinking E on the bottom of the horn. I'm thinking ah on the bottom of the horn, and I'm thinking ah on the top of the horn. Now, does that mean everything else is exactly the same? Absolutely not. There are little differences, and this is the important part. This is the nuance part, because mm -hmm. what drives me nuts is the it's all about your teeth, it's all about your lips, it's all about your mouthpiece, it's all about your tongue. It's you know, it's all one thing. If you focus on that one thing, that's gonna solve, which I think usually come from well-intentioned people, mm -hmm. if I give some benefit of the doubt, because maybe that focus is what helped them at that helped time. Them do it, yeah. Right. So then they think that's universal. That's the but answer. The, but the truth is, is that all of those things are involved, and this is where the nuance is really hard on the internet, because yeah, of course, air, tongue, teeth, equipment, tongue, all of those things are part of playing. They're all involved a little bit. But if you focus on any one of them exclusively to the exclusion of the others, well, then you're just doing it wrong and you're going to end up, you're going to end up frustrated. You've got to essentially work on, and here's the word for you, coordination. Mm -hmm. If you can have all those things work together, which is a lot of my exercises that I do all the time, like we're going to play a C in the staff, because usually by the time, you know, I see students and they get to college, they can make a good sound on the C in the staff. And even when I started kids, sometimes I'll start on a G or even a low C and go, Let's get yourself set up with a really good sound playing well here. And then we just start moving that around. Well, if you can play a C, you can play a C sharp. If you can play a G, you can play an F sharp. Mm -hmm. And let's tie, let's show how close together those notes are. And I use this all the time. This metaphor all the time. This is where trumpet players, we can be, well, idiots, right? We yeah. think we can be. Really? Yeah. We if we if you <laughs> think about how how trumpet players conceive of high notes. Yes. Because because of the way we notate music, they conceive of them, we conceive of them as being up. Well, mm -hmm. if you want to reach up, we've got to really stretch and tense up to be able to get up. And yes. if we're going to play low notes, those are down. So we just relax and let everything go and those notes come out. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is that these notes actually don't occupy any physical space at all. So I want you to start conceiving of these things like a piano. Look at a piano keyboard, and those notes, the high notes are on the right, and the low notes are on the left, and they are not harder or easier to play. They're all right in front of you. And if we could think that way as trumpet players, how mm -hmm. close together these notes are and how similar they are, the difference between like a low C, a C in the staff, and a high C, you know, you see those two octaves and you see them notated like, well, those, are, you know, it's that's a, a long way. That's a ledger yeah. line below the staff, ledger, two yeah. ledger lines above the staff. That's forever. Nobody could possibly play those notes. But then you hear Alan Vizzuti. Well, he was one of the first people I heard young that negotiated the technique of the extreme registers of the trumpet. One of the first people I saw play live. And I'm like, well, it doesn't look so hard when he does it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, We must be doing something wrong. Yeah. And it's in that concept. It's in the concept of. 
I've got to tense up to play high. I've got to relax to play low instead of I've got to play the trumpet fundamentally well everywhere right. because that difference. And this is the thing, that difference of like so many people like, well, yeah, just arch your tongue up and say E and then all your high notes pop out. <laughs> that's no. not a thing. That's not Or it. what I was taught, which is keep your tongue in the bottom of your mouth for low C and keep it there for high C, which makes high C pretty difficult. <laughs> Makes low C kind of difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neutral is the neutral is the key. Yeah. It's right? pretty interesting. And then gradually working out. And this is where we get back to trusting the process of fundamentals. Like there is no trick to this. Like right. learning, learning how to arch your tongue or come up with a new syllable is not going to save the day. And in most cases, the tongue's a major troublemaker, which is why I've taken the stance I have. But <laughs> just never using it. Don't use it. Just don't use it. Yeah. Leave it at home. Take but, it right but, out of the equation. Leave it at home. But I've, I've watched both of you do this. I've watched both of you do this and other people too. Like somebody's having an issue. What do you do? You take the tongue out, air attack, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what, because the way that it's engaged, over-engaged, overused, damages your sound. It just does. There, there are plenty of times I've said to students, it sounds like you're seeing every note as a nail and your tongue's the hammer. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So just get out of the way. I ask this question all of the time. What is the tongue's job in playing the trumpet? I just asked one of Brian's students this yesterday. Yeah. Anthony and he, D. And, and Anthony Anthony D. looked at me and says, well, you know, to articulate. And I said, that's cheating because that just means you're tonguing. <laughs> And then he kind of thought about it. And it's interesting when you ask what are seemingly simple questions. I mean, we do this all the time. You should know how to do this, right? What is it? And he was like, but so to stop and start the airstream. And I'm like, wow, why oh. would you want to stop an airstream? Right. Yeah. No. So he started thinking functionally. Like he started to think, well, what happens when I'm playing? And I'm like, right. And the, the answer for me is very, very simple. The tongue has one job in playing the trumpet to give notes a clear beginning when we choose, because we don't have to do that right mm -hmm. right you don't exactly. have to you can air attack and you can slur no offense to you personally bill and <laughs> and play everything so my contention when playing you know especially technically demanding lines is to say all right you outplay that so that if you weren't tonguing at all that line still comes out right right high or low so the idea that one of my students last year let's just call him for example jack like that he came <laughs> he came in and said all right i've been thinking about this and jack's a very good lead player and he said uh if that's true then you should be able to air attack all the way up to a high g right can you do that and i said i don't know i've never really tried let's get your horn out and go so we sat there next to each other with the horns out and said well, well we know we can air attack up to a high c let's do that and just well like ha ha start we just walked up from there and he was standing sitting within three feet of me as i went ha on a high g and then he's like <laughs> Mm -hmm. he was not happy with me because i think no. he had thought i got you and to be fair i actually <laughs> thought well, that's interesting i've never really could, tried that right but it, it did work with him sitting right sure. in the room just air attack to high g because it's not the tongue that makes that note come out right that See, you that's... know where the coordination, coordination of the system that. that's where you're wrong it the tongue is everything the tongue, <laughs> you can't do anything without it what about the tongue controlled embouchure are you totally writing that off Oh my gosh, the tongue what about anchor tonguing. So, you know, so you can anchor it that way you can arch it nice and high in the back. And well, get there what is you that need. problem. That is a problem with people who anchor tongue. They arch really far forward and really well. They have to because they're to articulate. They're not using the tip in any way. The tongue is the tip is anchored. Yeah, they're using the top. Yeah, they're using right? the they're using like the middle of the tongue to articulate because the tip is actually anchored to the bottom teeth. Which yeah. this does work as a technique. There are people that there play, people that who play that and way. And absolutely. Works. Yes, that's true. But you I know. think you have to be very careful about and usually how you do it. Yeah. Here's the thing. For people who are teaching one way or another, I think this is the danger. I think what happens is usually when people are starting sixth grade, fourth grade, seventh grade, whatever they start, and you're saying, I want you to make this sound, there are some students that are going ta with their tongue, you know, the tip of their tongue behind their top teeth, and there are other people that are going Ah, because that's just how they happen to figure it out. Right. So if you take somebody who figured out to put the tip of their tongue up there to articulate and said, no, 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 now I want you to switch and lock that down bottom, I think that's where, or the other way around. Right. Somebody who who just, as they were figuring out, was like, well, the tip of my tongue's down on the bottom and, and, and I'm articulating with the middle of the tongue, and that's the way they figure it out. And you tell them later, no, 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 that's wrong. You should be doing it my way. I think that's where the problems come and trying to sure. switch and say everything's universal. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Did I tell you about the the fourth grader who came in? I used to teach a Friday <laughs> Friday evening cornet class for beginners, and this student came in and um, he uh, he was playing with his tongue out of his mouth, the mouthpiece on the top of the tongue and on the top lip. Oh, wow. I, was, so I was I was talking to him about this and I was like, okay, so see how I place my tongue inside my mouth and and he and he said, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And I was like, why is that? He said, well, my teacher insists that I have to use my tongue when I play the trumpet. Oh no! And I was like, okay, so that's true. However, <laughs> I, I we think, talk about how you use your tongue. I think yeah, any that, teacher that, would... that said that deserves that to happen to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was pretty remarkable. That's a lot. Also, yeah. I had a, I've told the story in here before. I think a horn student that came to me that was doing the ha 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 and not tonguing at all. <laughs> yes, right. And I said, okay, so put your tongue in the front of your mouth and like stop the air with it. I said, okay. I said, great. Remove it. What happens? Ta. She still didn't know she was doing it. <laughs> I said, great. Could you do that three times in a row? She went, ta ta ta. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that'll be ten dollars. <laughs> perfect i think why it's such an important thing to talk about i know we like to joke around about the articulation thing and it's true but um but just the overall sound the things that are done oh. to sound because yes. of an overactive tongue or a high position tongue or forward position tongue it's just brutal to listen to it's just thin and brittle and you know oh it can do all kinds of damage and it's it's a lot of effort to do just think about how you speak you know, when you say ta, how difficult is that? It's not difficult at all. The motion is small, mm -hmm. right? Do the same thing when you play your instrument. Just yeah. this is the big that. this is the big part. I've had this discussion so many times. The idea of if you don't have a speech impediment, right. articulating on the trumpet should be easy. It's, yeah, should be this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scott reminded us we were talking um, on the trip about a thing he did with Vince. You know, just about overdoing things and making things smaller and easier. And he said. Vince did the thing, and then I did it to one of my students while Joey was standing there, and and the student fell on the trap just as Scott did. <laughs> of course, point point to the ceiling. Arm goes over the head, points to the ceiling, yeah. and then point to the floor. Arm goes the whole way down, points to the floor, <laughs> and then Vince sticks his hand out, just one finger, and goes, "Why didn't you do this?" And just point, <laughs> point it up with his finger just and his down with his finger. <laughs> but it's that's brilliant, yeah. like because that's that's really what's happening. You know, we we tend to just super engage and rely on that rather than just trusting fundamentals and and this is why joey your study what is it is it the connectivity or the fluidity study that goes up in half steps even it's, sound goes by half even steps. sound even sound yep. yeah start where you are right figure out where you're solid and yep. then just and continue just go to from out. there because essentially the the theory is this if you can play a c what do you do? Like, I'll start with a student and say, all right, I'm going to play C. And then you re-attack that to make sure your tongue's not holding everything in place. And then slur down a half step to a B. And I say, so what did you do to do that? And everybody says the same thing. I mean, I just put my second valve down. Okay, That's... so we can agree that C and B are basically the same, right? Physically like, the same. They're yeah. like, well, yeah. Usually students are smart enough to be a little hesitant because they know they're walking into a trap, <laughs> which they are. They know that Joey is going to trap them. And they're yes. like, okay. So then we start on B and we go to B flat. And we do this all the way down the horn where it really is much more accessible for most people. And like, so B and B flat are the same. Oh, so B flat and A are the same. So we go all the way down to low sharp. And I'm like, so C and so C and the staff and low sharp are the same. Now <laughs> here's the, and they'll go, uh, now let's go up. And they're like, oh no, I've been trapped because the same thing goes the other way. If C is and C and C sharp are basically <clears throat> the same, C sharp and D are basically the same. Yeah. You build that allows you to build that coordination Mm -hmm. And by half steps and the ease of and seeing how similar the whole range of the horn is. There's been way too much mystery, especially around high notes and the technique of, well, you're either born with it or not. You know, I've, you know, I've railed about this for a long time. <laughs> well, but the, which is easy for you because you were born with high notes. I'm born with the high notes. I'm going to kill all it's of you. natural. <laughs> right. But the idea of anybody can learn this, but there's been this like, well, you know, you do what I do. It is a magic mouthpiece and all this kind of stuff. No, 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 no. It's about building. And now some people build that coordination earlier or figure it out mm -hmm. earlier. And then they think, oh, I've discovered, you know, fire. But anybody can do this. <laughs> so here's the problem. That study, which is one of the most effective range building studies I've ever seen, has the wrong name. Because anyone that's interested in building range isn't interested in having an even sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what they want. 
Yeah, they don't care about the events. So I should be renamed it. Secret to high notes or yeah, Joey's high note Armageddon. I don't know, something. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have we gotta market this better. How about how about this? The secret. There's that. Just call it the secret. The half step high note shuffle. Except for here's the thing. The first thing it does is go down to low F sharp. People aren't aren't gonna buy it. No one's gonna buy it. But isn't the what is it, the double C book? Uh double high C in ten minutes. Double high C in ten minutes. Doesn't that start with like a page of second line G? It might. I mean, Something that's like Walt, that. That book, I want to be fair to Walt Johnson, who wrote that book. Yeah. He's a great Lee Trumpet player. Walt played with Elvis, played with uh, Frank Sinatra, played with Frank Sinatra Jr. He's a tremendously Lee Trumpet player. I talked to him about this several years ago, and he's like, hey, I, I, that title was not my idea. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's just but not it, what you expect when you open the book. It's just double high C in 10 minutes. But it's absolutely at, probably the best place six to times start. A, six times a day, every yeah. day for 10 he, years. He does talk, what Walt talks about in that book is essentially a low gear, high gear, which isn't 100% dissimilar to what Vince had talked about when you're young. For people who've already sort of figured out part of it, the idea of there's like an overdrive there. But if you have Mm. no idea what that is or your face is not equipped to handle that, that won't mean anything. Like, hey, just step on the gas and those nuts pop out. No, they don't. You got to already have some face there and then be able to use it musically. That's almost like, I think for both of those methods, that's like a step two. Like step one is, can you get those notes in your face? And then step two, here's how to use them. And they, those, they can be pretty effective then. Sure. You can, that can be an effective tool and like, oh, just kind of squeaking them out isn't really helping an awful lot. So how do I get that to be able to use that in music? Mm-hmm. That might have some effectiveness there. Yeah. For sure, you're, this idea that we're that you're landing on here, you've talked about over the years, is this coordination aspect of it. That's the thing. That is, I, I mean, at the root of my pedagogy is building the coordination and the ease of playing the trumpet over the entire range of the horn. If you can do that, then playing music gets really, really easy. Yeah, and then the point you make is that as you get higher, the tolerances are smaller, so it's you have to be more coordinated. Right, yeah, the coordination is harder up high because the notes are all closer together. Yep. Now, yeah. would you, in this new book, Stairway to Heaven or whatever you're going to call it. Stairway to Double C. Stairway to Double C. Joey Tartell's Stairway to Double C. Oh. I like this. I've already got a theme song. What? <laughs> We're going to get rid of that even sound thing because... Nobody no wants cares. No one wants that. Okay, no one cares. cares at all about tone. But I think you need to, is there going to be a chapter on the way that your diaphragm leads to compression? <laughs> is that, is that going to be part of it? Or? Well, obviously you want to manually control your diaphragm. Yes. That's and important. The, and the aperture. And of course you want to manually control the aperture. Well, you got to coordinate them both. Because when you're blowing out mm-hmm. and pressing a piece of metal against your face, a vibrating a hole in your lips is definitely something that you can really take really right. good control of. That's right. That's so, def- and an involuntary muscle is definitely like, something that you want to manage and take control of as that. well. Yes. So what you're saying then is that in, in <laughs> the tongue arch is the key to managing aperture. And and your uh, and diaphragm and, and your, your diaphragm. diaphragm. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course, I think that goes without we saying. We should all, though... all be breathing from our diaphragms like we were taught. The, the tongue arch. The tongue arch is the thing that connects the two. Yeah. It's the, the secret. Arch, it's the bridge. <laughs> it's the bridge, it's the bridge right? Yeah, the bridge. Literally, see, because there is a, you know, like a bridge. Over very, very troubled waters. You know, these are very troubling waters. <laughs> <laughs> and we are so done. I got, some, I got some ideas with a cover on this book. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. I think you should use that program that you sent us with the hand drawing, the sketch of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could I be didn't, the cover. I did not make that. No, I know, but you could do that, and then flames coming out the bell. Well, somebody's already used that. Oh, shoot. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I can't use the flames. Well, that's because it's such a great idea. Uh, yeah, somebody beat, they me, beat me. It. They beat me to that one. What about more of a lightsaber kind of vibe? You know, like just like a laser. I do think the force is strong within me, so I think it's a good idea. <laughs> and to cross over from, from uh, Star Wars mm-hmm. to Star Trek... 
quick quick uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, heads up on April eighth. Well, is this where we were headed to cross over between Star Wars and Star Trek? Uh, always. Yeah, I think that's always he the said, goal. He said lightsaber, um, which made me yeah. think Star Wars, but then it made me think Star Trek because on April eighth is this big solar eclipse, and evidently one of the best places in North America to watch that is Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, yeah. Are so you playing for it? I'm not playing, but uh, a lot of our students are doing things. And William Shatner is going to be in Bloomington. Oh, wow! Captain Kirk is coming in. You got to play. You got to go play. You got to play for him. I do want to meet him. I Use don't know your if connections I can do that. with uh, John. Ensemble piece. Use your connections with John Mellencamp to get to Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friends? my connections. I didn't meet him. With, if he tripped over me today, he would know who I was. Oh, he'd remember you. No, he I don't would think totally so. remember you. The guy that showed up in shorts and pink high tops to record for him because they <laughs> called me on short notice. Joey played the recording, the Mel Camp recording for yeah. Sarah. Oh, yeah. This week. Did that win a what, Grammy? That did not win a Grammy. No. Wow. But it sounded no. great. But she did ask about it. She was yeah. like, oh, I'd like to hear that. I'm like, okay, I'll play it for you. It sounded yeah. great. It was exactly what he wanted, and Joey had no I don't know if that's what he wanted, but he did take it. Well, so. it's what he got. It's what he got. It's definitely yeah. what he got. And, he, they, you know, they did call him, okay, we're doing this today, he came over. And I didn't really think about it until I was driving out that I, you know, I was in shorts and pink high tops. And that's how I met John Mellencamp and played for him. So, but yeah. hey, he met the real me. So, you know. yeah. And you'd been practicing all day before you went over there? You've been playing yeah. all day? Playing I've been playing and, and, teaching, and teaching, yeah. So was wasn't your tongue, was your tongue line. tired when you got there? Well, no, you have to really exercise your tongue to make sure your tongue is super strong. Got to make it strong so that you can push on your bottom lip to close that aperture. And you want to make sure you've got it so you can make your tongue hard on every note so they all go in the center. I think I got this now. I think, uh, yeah. On. This is going to be helpful. Yeah. We're here always, as always, to help. That's Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, listen, we might be neutral like Switzerland, but remember, what does the Swiss Army do? They guard the Pope. They no ma- I thought they made knives. Well, they got really good knives. Yeah, they've got <laughs> good, they but they do guard the Pope. They guard the Pope. That's your people. Those so are my sorry. people. You're welcome. <laughs> so in case anyone decided to take us seriously for the last few minutes, let's get back to this. <laughs> Nobody takes us seriously. <laughs> yeah, we, we went way off the rails. <laughs> mm, that's really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's a major problem. It's a major, major problem. And it, it might be even more... be a lieutenant colonel problem. We may have to promote it. it. Wow. <laughs> I'm pacing myself, Sergeant. <laughs> but it would be one of the things from a diagnostic perspective, if you've got a student with a really tight sound, <laughs> <laughs> sounds thin, is really struggling. <laughs> this is not okay being in the same room. It's just too easy to no. derail each other. Yeah. But but you should definitely consider that because it's probably a big part of the problem. Right. You know? And and an easy one to eliminate. Yeah. It, it, like if you say, all right, let's do some air attacks and do that same study and everything sounds way better, then it might be time to start talking about tonguing and the coordination necessary to integrate that into your overall playing. And I've said this too. Like, let's say you're really arching your tongue, you're really going for it, i.e. to play a G on top of the staff and that's where you that's where you cap out, right? That's it. What if <laughs> you example, could play a, a G on top of the staff with your tongue ah in a neutral position like you're playing a third space C? Wouldn't that then give you more space on top of it? It absolutely. Uh, yeah, because yeah. once once you think E, once you're conceiving of E, you're done. You're you're pretty much as high as you're going to go. because about as high as the tongue's going to get. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. And I, certainly I've heard people come in and play for me and like they get to A on top of the staff or a high D. And I, I'm thinking, oh, you're all done. Mm-hmm. You're not in the middle of that note. You're holding on for dear life on that note. And usually you, the tongue is involved in that, which means you've got no freedom in your sound. You've got no flexibility there. And you can't go up from there in any way. But there are other people who've come in. They're like, oh, I really need to develop the range. Like I play a high C, a high D. And they play this really beautiful high D. I'm like, oh, you can totally play a high G. Right. So I can hear it in the high D because it's centered, it's ringing, and it's right there. There's no e e e like uh, strain and thinness in that sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they, for even sound exercise, you labeled it that because it really yeah. is a the sound is a diagnostic tool as you get higher. Absolutely. And still a terrible title. I don't know what you were <laughs> thinking with that. I uh, yeah. No I one clearly wasn't thinking. No one wants that. Again, they just people, want high notes. People interested in high notes. I'm not interested in that. 
It's it's win at all costs. This is where I've failed the trumpet community. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you truly have. Yeah. yeah. How come you don't have any hiss and gristle in your high notes? I'll, I was trying to get some of that in there. Yeah. That'd be it's great. Little, if you that sounds just a little clear. Think ish. Yeah. You just get the tongue up a little higher. Yeah. I, we should have talked to Tofa about this because that guy's starting charts going ta on a double C and it's dead center and a really clear and lovely that sound. really sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, did those... tenderly all the way down to the low. Mm, yeah. Low yeah. Mm -hmm. No problem. Yeah. He's not arching his tongue. He's well, not relying I, on it. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know what he thinks or he's considering while he's playing, but he is really well coordinated through the entire range of the horn. Yeah. Yes. And there's, there's like the word few of the day. others. Yeah. Yeah. There's the word of the day. Oh, I think we did this tremendous service. I think we normally do great I work. I think we were clear, clear as day on this. I, I think we're really happy with how we did it. I think we like the way we did it. We usually are. Yeah. All right, boys, time for no offense. Hey, look, if you're relying on your tongue as an integral part of playing the trumpet, you are clearly doing it wrong. Get back to fundamentals, trust the process, and as Joey says, coordinate your way to the upper register. Yeah, here's the other problem that we didn't really talk about, and I'm just going to be honest here. Mm-hmm. There are times where people do this because it kind of works. If I tongue really hard, all those notes do come out. And that's kind of right. And sometimes teachers don't like to admit that bad, bad techniques will kind of work, which is exactly why people use it. But you want to be thinking, do I sound great? Is this my best work? Because if you're like hammering stuff to get out and really thinking E and squeezing those things and they kind of come out, but they don't sound great. You're thinking, yeah, but I got the note to come out. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. You're better than that. We're here to tell you you're better than that. Hold yourself accountable. Don't, don't give in to, well, it kind of works. So I'll just keep doing it that way. Think, no, no. What's the best way? And I'm going to do it that way. Well, it can be your pathway to that note, but then figure out how to play that note you know, with a nice sound and an right. easier technique. Right. Yeah. yeah, we do that, right? We work on one side of the horn and then what's going on behind the horn. You know, sometimes you need to get there and achieve it and experience it and then learn to make it yeah. easier and, and more sustainable. You know, you got it's got to be repeatable and you can't, you got to do it in such a way that you're not wearing yourself out every time you do it. Absolutely. Right? Every time you play a note. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it today. This special live and in-person edition from Brian's office. Brian's office. Rowan Love Brian. University. It's not my office. Glassboro, New Jersey. In sunny Glassboro, New Jersey. Is it sunny? You no. need more windows. No. Who would know? <laughs> Who would know? You know what I'm saying? Three, three windows. That's not enough. Yeah. You know well, how many windows you need? All of them. All the windows. An entire wall, according to you Bill. Need a wall. Actually, two, two walls. Two walls. Two walls. You're right. If we're, if we're being fair. Yeah. My first office at Indiana for my first 10 years, zero windows. Nope. That's not okay. <laughs> no. How do you have a corner office without any windows? I oh, didn't know. Sorry. It was a round building. There were no corners. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they did that, to avoid the problem. Good. All right. Hey, listen. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and stop relying on your tongue. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly... An open bell.